1: Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy of our worship. He alone is worthy of us being here and and all those things. So, Kevin, let, let's do the score, brother. And, and Kevin's with me, four feet away from me. Good morning, Kevin.
2: Good morning, sir. Great to be here.
1: So, okay, 10 points on Monday. You got half. We were generous to him there. So that's 10. Zero on Tuesday, 20 20 on Wednesday, so that gave him an overall of 30 points. 20 on Thursday. So that was an overall of 50 points. Now, if he gets today, that does give him a passing grade. Now I've never been big on 70 passing, though I must come clean with you. I have to admit, when I was in high school, a 61 was for the fun. If you I mean you you were passing, but uh so Kevin, this is I think one of the Easier ones I've come across in the Bible trivia questions, and I believe this may pull you out. It's it's going to do a little bit of thinking. I want you to really be in thought right now, and and take a moment to think about this. But what it says is, how many words did Moses write in the Bible?
2: <laughs> You've got to be kidding.
1: I'm not kidding, brother. That's the question. How (laughs) many words? words? I mean, I'll tell you what. If you come within 5,000, we'll give you the 20 points and 70 points for the week. If you come within 5,000, I think that's fair. I think there are those among us that would say, Doug, you're being generous. Some may say you're being too generous.
2: So if you come. My memory of numbers is horrific. uh, Um, Not terrific. Well, I know he wrote you know, five books of the Bible. Um, Brother, can I be so, up front with you? I, I think there's no way
1: on God's green earth that you could get this. But anyway, throw I, okay, something so, out Okay,
2: so yeah, we're going to throw out an estimate. So yeah. let, let me go. So 50, I'm just going to estimate real quick, 50 chapters in Genesis at an average of about, oh, 40 verses. Uh, That's uh, 2000, uh, 2,000, I mean, words. Oh, my soul, we're doing not verses, but words. Okay, so it's going to have to be, I'm going to say, 186,000.
1: 125,139. The bad news is, (laughs) the bad news is, for the week, for the very first time in the history of this broadcast, kevin has fallen but i think that's god's way of saying accept it kevin just be willing to serve be an example have no doubt (laughs) take your lumps humility yeah (laughs) just suck it up soldier and uh, this is the first time and i am just going to stick with those questions uh anyway that's the hardest one i saw on there folks i and and i gotta i i I, I do seek forgiveness for choosing the hardest question out of 100. The rest of them were like, how do you spell Noah? You know, I mean, I wanted to give them one. So, folks, here we are. We have talked about acceptance and, hmm. in all seriousness, accepting God's plan for our lives, accepting what God has given us, accepting it's time to move out. We've talked about serving God and, and not only serving God, but having a willingness to serve. And I think that's, a, there's a difference there. It's one to say, hey, I'm willing to serve God, but do you have a willingness? to serve God are you all in are you serving God because he's God and he deserves it are you serving God because you want to raise your hand and say look at me you want to be a spotlight soldier cut that out in the army we used to have these spotlight soldiers you know they wouldn't do a thing but when they saw the old man pulling up in his jeep coming around the corner they'd throw dirt and water all over themselves and make believe they've been working that's a spotlight so you don't want to be a spotlight soldier you want to be an example as we talked about on Wednesday lifting yourself up and uh, so that others because of God not, not the you're holding yourself in a high place you're not you're holding your god in a high place mm. and you're going to do the next thing whatever that next thing is just do it sometimes we talked about yesterday during doubt sometimes you got to pull out your pen and cross out the address that you've been living in well you know you shouldn't be living in doubt you know you shouldn't be living in, 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 in a non-accepting attitude you know you shouldn't be living in an attitude where you can't be an example you know you're supposed to be servant. so pull out the black sharpie And and just go right over that address and move. It's time to move. And uh, so today we we get to this word, misinterpretation. And another word might be misunderstanding. That was something Kevin and I were talking about a minute ago is, I can't tell you how many times I've misunderstood things people have said to me. I can't tell you how many times... I've misinterpreted what the Bible's saying too, because I haven't read it in a full context. I can't tell you how many times I've went off half crazy uh, because mm. in my mind, I think something was said that wasn't said to me. Uh, I've reached a place finally in my 60 years that I'm at a point now that I will question people, excuse me, did I hear you say? Uh, sadly, it took me six decades to do that. But folks, I, I mean, that's a place we need to be. And uh so I, I found this one verse. I told Kevin, I said, "I'm gonna hang out at this one verse. And I mean, the devil almost did anything he could to not let me do this. But the Bible says over here in Second Peter chapter three and verse number seventeen, ye therefore beloved seeing you know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. And boy, I you know, I read that verse, and I just want to say this to you. It's so easy, it's so easy to get misinterpreted, misunderstanding to get off to go off half crazy, to be all mm. messed up, to be more messed yeah. up than a soup sandwich. Try pouring a can of tomato soup on a piece of Wonder Bread, and we get there. We get Spanky <laughs> Sam, brother, but we get there. And 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 I know there's been misunderstandings, Kevin,
2: and we all mm. have them. Boy, you know what? There's enough sin in each one of us. If you stack a misunderstanding on top of it, um, you know there's just we're sunk. So, <clears throat> you know, when you mentioned this being as the word the word of the day, I thought to myself, you know, there's scriptures where Jesus makes it plain that we don't have to misunderstand. In other words, we don't have to go off half-cock, like you said, like we do this all the time, it seems like we're like David. If there's nothing better than I should, you know, flee from my life because I shall one day die by the hand of Saul. In other words, he misinterpreted the uh, the God allowing Saul into his life that he was sure to die unless he took matters into his own hand. He backslid for a while. And we don't need to do that. <clears throat> in fact, when Jesus talks about some key points of our future, he act, he, 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 didn't act, he said we were to understand exactly what he was saying. Don't misunderstand it. He said, um, John 14 2, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you to myself. So don't misinterpret what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go away, but I'll be back. And if it wasn't gonna be this way, I would've told you so. So it's really comforting, Doug, to me that God, we have a savior who would let us know if it was the way that we tend to think it is. In other words, if we had to go off half cock, if we had to make some life-changing decision, if we had to make some radical rash move, because we're misinterpreting what he's doing in our lives, he would have told us that. He would have made it plain. And, you know, Jesus talked there uh, concerning our future. In prophecy, he said... When you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel, the prophets standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand. And I got thinking, you know, don't misinterpret what we read in the scriptures. People are all the time in this day and age reading what the Bible prophesies and coming up with what we need to do about it. We need to stockpile everything we possibly can, dig shelters, live underground, go get a spot in Alaska on the top of some mountain, escape, escape, escape. And what they're doing is taking some things that God did say and misinterpreting what we're supposed to do about it. And like you said, they're going off half-cocked. But, uh, you know, the Bible says that uh, Jesus is coming again, and um, he said, I would not have you to be ignorant about this in 1, Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians 4. He would not have us to be ignorant. We are not in the dark as other men are. We should walk in the light of what we know. Don't try to interpret everything and then come up with some wild conclusion that involves throwing things to the wind, throwing your marriage to the wind, changing churches, running away, just based on something that we suddenly decide in darkness, you know, in a traumatic time has to be the end, end result of what's happening. No, don't misinterpret it. Yeah, there used to be a law in the United States that uh –
1: when you went through something terrible, traumatic, crazy, uh, you couldn't get a mortgage or something. You'd have to sign a statement. You couldn't buy a car. You couldn't sell something. You couldn't. It was an actual law in the late 1800s and early 1900s because wow. people were so messed up, you know, they would get all turned around. So it's like me. I had shoulder surgery, and they gave me some of the strongest painkillers I ever had in my life. And my oldest son would come home and say, Dad, you want me to go to Outback and pick us up some steaks? And I'm sitting there popping 10 degrees. <laughs> uh oxycontin say yes on that and one day he said to me dad they got huge tvs for sale you're squinting to see that tv let's drive down to best buy and boy we we came back with a tv and he had a he broke his back and i had shoulder surgery my wife had to carry it you're buying billboard size oh yeah man i i didn't play around but folks the point is if we're not all in oh man we need to stop and do the next Mm. thing for god we need to stop and jump in. We need to trust God. We, uh, these misunderstandings, boy, they'll mess us up, and they're there, they're everywhere. And just stay away from them. We'll be right back.
0: Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
2: soul.
1: You know, for those of you who listen to us on on a, on a podcast full of my, you hear me singing With My Soul. I, I love that song. But you know what? This is what I'm thinking, folks. We are continuing on. We're getting to a tough time in the Bible. I'll be honest to you. You know, we're in the book of John. We're in chapter 13. We're starting in verse 27, and we're getting really close to where our Lord and Savior is going to be uh, crucified. And it, it's so significant. It's so important. I'm hoping that you come behind us and pull out your Bible and keep notes. And, and, oh, God, help us. Help us to understand these things. And we start in verse 27 today, and it says, And after the sob Satan entered into him, meaning Judas. Then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest do quickly. He said, Just go do it. Now no man at the table knew what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when they were gone out, they said unto Jesus, Lord, now we are sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Folks, those questions are, are, are that question right there is crazy. That's a really hard question. So he's looking at the other 11, and he's saying, Do you now believe? Do you get this? I mean, Judas, he's getting ready to go out and, and turn in uh, Christ. And uh, I mean, there's a crucifixion forthcoming, and none of this is escaping Christ. He, he knows the prophecy. He knows what's happening with him. He knows what's going on. And, and some of these other disciples, they're starting to get it. And, you know, and, and we're told when, when Christ, when he did that sop and he gave it to Judas, Satan entered into Judas. And folks, if your heart is not protected with the Holy Spirit of God, you're open to anything. Mm-hmm. If your if your heart is unclean, anything unclean can hop in that heart and do whatever they want. Don't misunderstand that you need the power of the Holy Spirit of God to save you. You need God to save you. And the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God enters your heart and takes care of you and looks out mm-hmm. for you and, and and those types of things. And 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 there's a total lack of understanding. Uh, among the disciples, the other disciples at the table, they're not fully comprehending the gravity of the situation. And, and Jesus words you know, it seems like they're messing up, but they're going to get this in a little while, but they got this misinterpretation going on. They don't understand what's going on. And, and folks, can I tell you on this earth, this is me. Okay. Uh, This is just me speaking. There are times I fully don't get what God has for me in my life. There are times I stop and say, why this road? God, Oh, uh, this is a hard road. Mm. I don't want to be on this road, God. But you know what God's will is? God's will is what we'd, we would want if we knew the whole truth. And one day yeah. we will. And we just need to recognize, Kevin, that God has this divine knowledge. It's greater than our knowledge. God gets it. And on this Friday, we need to get that, right? We need to understand God gets it. Mm. He knows everything.
2: Yeah. You know, faith is, is in part part of faith is believing that god does have all the knowledge he really does and when job at the end of his trial and suffering after you know kind of answering his his after answering his quote friends allegations <clears throat> he finally was shown in a very personal way, the Lord speaking to him out of a whirlwind, and his answer after the Lord was done speaking, he just said this. He says, now I know thou canst do everything. No, no, excuse me, it wasn't Job. Job put it a different way. Um, It was one of the disciples said, I know that thou canst to Jesus, Thou canst do everything, and nothing is hid from Thee. I might have the personage wrong who's saying it. In both cases, it's a similar situation where they acknowledge that God or Jesus really does know everything, hmm. and we can trust Him. When, the, like you I'll said, stop. when the facts are all in, God's going to be right, and the will of God is that which we would choose. I forget how you put it. If we if we knew all the facts, and yeah, I just want to give God the benefit of the doubt, you know, on credit. Shout shout on credit. Go to church when you're feeling bad and give God the glory on credit. You know, we say, man, I feel horrible. I don't have a problem with the idea that, you know what, God deserves the credit, meaning when I don't feel it, I'm still going to give him the glory because he really does have my best intention in in mind, in, in his thoughts, his thoughts of me are for good to give me an expected end. And just because things are not going good doesn't mean that it's not designed to come out good. Case in point, Jesus Christ went through the worst of the worst of the worst and came out of it the best of the best of the best. And he said, follow me through this process. So I do want to go, go ahead and you know, take him by the hand and, and be led through this thing. I, I get lost. I'll be honest with you, Doug, like you said, when I'm going through times of darkness, I get lost. I'm saying, oh my, I am just, I have no clue what's going on. But if the Lord takes my hand, I think we'll make it okay. I love that old uh, spiritual song there, take my hand. <laughs> yeah, precious Lord. Precious <laughs>
1: Lord, take my hand. And, and you know what doubt is? Doubt is the opposite, or what we would call an antonym in English, right? A fact Hey, mm-hmm. It's so faith is trust in God. And we remember that song, don't we? Faith is a victory encamped along the hills of light. Ye Christian soldiers, rise and press the battle ere the night shall veil the and skies. Against the foe in veils below, let all strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Faith is a victory. Folks, it is yeah. a victory. Uh, yeah. God's word teaches that. God is teaching that. Faith is a victory. And it's the antonyms. Mm-hmm him a doubt. So you got a decision to make, you know, you wake up in the morning and before your feet hit that floor and I need to be reminded, pray that I would do this. Thank God for the day be faithful in them. And I'm going to tell you something, the more God you put in, the more doubt goes out. Mm-hmm. The more of God you read, the more of doubt goes out. The more of God you live, the more doubt goes out. The more of sticky situations you get away from, the more of godly situations you're around. The more you trust God, the more God will give you. But I'm here to tell you, doubt is ugly, man. And and doubt's little brother's evil or big brother's evil. Uh, mm. Can I tell you that? Doubt's big brother's fear doubts, you know, there's this whole group of these things that hang around and they want to haunt us. And and the devil wants us to be fearful. The devil wants us doubting. The devil wants us to live in loss. And he, the devil wants us not to be faithful. The devil wants us to be the opposite of faith. So he said, can you really believe what those guys are reading over there in the book of John from a couple thousand years ago? Is that really pertinent to you? You bet it is. Every word's inspired." Yeah. And God will in,
2: illuminate
1: every word to us, Kevin. If we read mm. it, if we pray about it, God's going to give us the blessings.
2: Yeah. You know, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have an evidence-based faith. It's not based on the same evidence that the world takes, the world takes, oh, this feels so good. It can't be wrong if it feels so right. Oh, I've seen it, you know, I've seen this. And it, if, if I see it, I believe it. But really, our evidence is based on the character of God, what we've seen of him. We will remember the years of the Most High. And remembering what he's done in the past for us, I reckon he'll do it again. So that, you know, that's all contained in our faith. When you're going through trauma, we have to come to that point where we say, you know what, Lord, I found you faithful, and because I found you faithful. In fact, I was driving to church yesterday morning, Doug, and when I was driving to church, I was praying for my kids. I got seven kids, and I was praying. Just I was weeping, honestly, and I don't do this enough. I honestly don't, but I was weeping very deeply, not, not for anything other than I love my kid. They're wonderful children. I was just praying for them. You know, when we pray for people we love, it's okay to weep. It's okay to say, Lord, please, please help them. God bless them, guide them, you know, and that kind of thing. And pray for your grandkids. Well, when we pray, God is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save us such as be of a contrite spirit. God met with me in my car while I was driving. You know what? Those times where God met with me stirs my faith to say, you know what? No matter how dark it gets, I can always pour out my sword of the Lord. It catches my tears in a bottle, and he's going to make it okay. It will be worth it all. When we see Christ. Hey, folks, listen, happy Friday to you. We just snuck
1: right up on the end here, but we love you. Thanks for tuning us in. May God bless you. We'd love to hear from you. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast.